0: Welcome to your new favorite bookish podcast, Fully Booked and Caffeinated. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Heather. And today we have our monthly bonus episode, Bookish Banter and More, where we discuss the other books we've been reading this past month, whether we recommend them, and also our other favorite pop culture obsessions. This is our September episode, which means that spooky season is officially upon us. I have rebirthed from the depths of a cauldron, and I am ready to be my true witchy self. But before that, let's talk about what we're drinking. <laughs> what are you drinking, Heather?
1: Apparently, I'm drinking a culty drink, according to you. <laughs> but <Yes>. I'm, <laughs> I'm drinking a white peach Celsius energy drink.
0: Okay. I'm not sure which of the flavors are culty, but I know that Celsius is culty.
1: I mean, I know they're popular, and, and I know they have a bunch of flavors. I've had them previously, But they were like, I had they were on sale at Seven Eleven, and I felt weird spending like a dollar on a on a on a Slurpee for my husband and not buying anything else on a debit (laughs) card. So I was like, I'm just gonna buy these because they're like two for four dollars. That way I'm spending like five dollars instead of a (laughs) dollar. What flavor Slurpee did he get?
0: Coke. Oh come on, I that's not my favorite flavor. What's your favorite flavor Slurpee? I don't have one because I don't ever get them. I. Cannot remember the last time I had one, but I would say whatever red and blue is mixed together is my yeah. favorite.
1: It was actually embarrassing because I had never used the Slurpee machine in my life <laughs> and I went and I could not figure out how to make it come out. Oh like I tried everything and I'm just looking around. There's no one to help me. It was, a, and then eventually I figured it out, but it was definitely one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs>
0: what happened in your childhood that you weren't going to 7-Eleven to get a big gulp Slurpee? We didn't have 7-Elevens by me. Uh, we had Wawa's. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. We did not have Wawa's by me. Yeah. We I, did have 7-Elevens.
1: I don't even know where the... I can't even tell you where the closest 7-Eleven was to me. It was mainly Wawa, so... That is true. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I didn't go to my first Wawa until I went to college in Pennsylvania, and I was like what is this magical place that they've been gatekeeping from us (laughs) also is the only good part about pennsylvania so i was like
1: okay (laughs) i do i'm gonna go on a tangent real quick about wawa because i do miss old school wawa when you could go in and actually get deli meat yeah
0: and no wawa
1: has gone buck wild did you see that they have pizza they have pizza and they have burgers but I just miss going to Wawa, and I would you would get your deli meat from Wawa. You would get the hoagie rolls, and then you would go home and you would make your own. And now that I'm saying, I don't still enjoy them, but they were just they just hit different when you make them yourself, and you're able to just go in and get your favorite lunch meat from Wawa. And they just obviously stopped that years ago, <laughs> and it's yeah, just entire, now they have a lot going on. Thing. It's too much to be honest. It's too much. Yeah, I
0: agree. But also,
1: their chocolate chip cookies.
0: And their soft yes. pretzels. And their coffee and their cake muffins. Rolls. And their coffee. <laughs> oh, they have the that's the only hot coffee that I'll drink. Same actually. It's Wawa Hot Coffee. It's mm-hmm. so good. Okay, so anyway, I <laughs> This is now a Wawa not drinking. <laughs> this is we are not, not sponsored by Wawa. <laughs> but if they would like to, I'll change my mind about that pizza real quick. Anyway, um I'm foregoing my usual caffeinated beverage for uh Kate May pick of the batch pumpkin beer. Ooh. Because I'm in fall, y'all. I'm yeah. I'm there. Okay. It was crisp this morning when I took the dogs out. I was wearing a hoodie. I was wearing fuzzy socks. <laughs> in the middle of the day it was 70, but that's not the point. It's not what we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, cheers. Cheers. Okay, so shall I dive into my reads for this month? Absolutely. Okay, so I did get a good amount of reading done. Uh, First, I read After I Do by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which you lent to me because I understand that you are on a journey to convert me to a Taylor Jenkins Reid cult follower, just because I hated that one book. And I've loved every other book since. Loved this one. Beautifully written. Taylor Jenkins Reid is just really good at writing an unconventional but not cheesy love story. I love her. So it's slower paced than my usual reads. But still, like overall, I just I enjoyed it so much. Like it there was so many messages in it. It was just like it was just a very, very good book. Next I read Mother Thing by Ainsley Hogarth, which is like a horror comedy book. It was hilarious, but also completely unhinged. I mean, <laughs> I was I was in disbelief the whole time. Too much of it was inside. The very unreliable narrator's head. So, I wish there was more actual story. It was very entertaining. I wouldn't say it was a great quality book, if you know what I mean, but a lot of horror comedy isn't. So, if that's your thing, you know. Next, I read Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. I know I'm one of the last people on the planet to read this one. I get it, but I enjoyed it a lot. The start was slow and a little mind-numbing because there's a lot of actual chemistry and the main character is not likable at first. But once you actually start going and once the story starts developing, you start to understand her and her kick-ass, unapologetic, feminist attitude. It's also a very unwelcome but necessary reminder of how far we've come as a society in some ways, of course. Not in all ways. I haven't read that one yet though either, so you're not alone. It's it's really good and you'll like it. It's just it kind of was like tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, where it was like overall it was such a good book, but it was kind of a clunky read. Okay. Like it kind of took a lot to get through it, but then overall at the end I was like, okay, overall I really like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so then I read The Guilt Trip by Sandy Jones. This is a good domestic thriller. It all takes place over one weekend. So it's super quick and tense. It's a little too low stakes for me. And I know I've said this in the past. (laughs) I like my thrillers darker.
1: Yeah, you do. But it was
0: entertaining. It was a quick read. I enjoyed it. Then I read another domestic thriller. This one slightly darker. The Girls in the Garden by Lisa Jewell. I have that one
1: as well. I have not read it yet, but I do also have that.
0: I really like Lisa Jewell. I feel like everything that she writes, she's another like Megan Miranda type where everything she writes, it may not be the best book I've ever read, but everything is consistently mm-hmm. good. Um, See, so yeah, I like this one. It takes place in a a commune, never grow up type of neighborhood. It's not Ooh. an actual commune, but it's like a neighborhood neighborhood. Where all the families just kind of cluster together. Everyone is sketchy. Everyone is questionable. There's just a lot of villains. It's it's a lot. So it was pretty good. Next I read Witch Child by Celia Rees. Witch as in Black Hat Witch, not Witch as in Witch Witch. You know what I mean. <laughs> Which is in me,
1: not witches
0: in witch it like child. It took
1: you a minute to figure out how to say it. And I was like, witch as in witchy? I was like, how do I describe a witch
0: when I'm just I me? I'm talking about myself. <laughs> so this was super descriptive. It's about a young girl who escapes her circumstance. She goes on a journey to America in the 1600s to outrun her past. But witch hunting hysteria ensues. The only reason I wasn't a huge fan of it is because it was definitely a young teen book. So it was skewed a lot younger. And also all of the exciting events didn't start unfolding until the very, very end. And they clearly set it up for the sequel because there is sequel. So there was no resolution. This is not a standalone book. You have to read the sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I read What Lies in the Woods, which was pretty popular earlier this year. We talked about it, it was a book of the month by Kate Alice Marshall. This is super twisty, really well written. I highly recommend it, especially if you liked Flicker in the Dark or even Sharp Objects. Uh It gave me like a Sharp Objects vibe a little bit. Cool. The writing was really, really good. And I've never read anything by Kate Alice Marshall. This was her first adult fiction or adult thriller but i was fully invested it's all about these woods that the story is based around and the magic and these rituals that the little girls had i mean i was i was in there i loved it (laughs) and my favorite read of the month once there were wolves by charlotte mcconaughey we're gonna go mcconaughey not mcconaughey like matthew mcconaughey this book is a must read i loved it It was tragic and heartbreaking and had all these stories of survival from all different aspects. It also has a really strong social commentary about how we as humans just fuck things up, but somehow we still find that unexpected kindness in other people and we still find the will to try and make things better. It just had such a good message I am a wolf girly now. I can't explain it. I'm ready to move into the woods to observe the wolves. Anyway, so that was my you. favorite of the month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I've got. Good. I have nothing because still have a newborn. So <laughs> my reading is mainly the books for this podcast. <laughs> It's for this podcast at Book Club, and yeah, that's all we're getting exactly. for now. So, but next month I should have a few extras because I am finding more time to read now. I'm not as tired all the time, so I can actually read at night sometimes when I feel like it. So we're getting there.
0: And like the cozy vibes, being inside. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I get
1: I'm, it. I'm ready for like a nice snowy day in the winter where we're just like stuck inside. and Okay, calm down. Read. Calm Calm down. I need you to back it up. No, trust track. me. I still d- quick. definitely need fall because this is our season. I love yeah. autumn spooky season. I decorated for Halloween the other day. Oh my God. Me too. It was I have, so magical. I put Amelia in her first fall outfit yesterday. I have so many Halloween fallish outfits to put her in over the next couple weeks. I'm ready.
0: All right. So let's talk about some upcoming releases that we're
1: excited about. I know yes. you have a couple. I do. I know we have one on this. We both have the same on our list, which is the new Ashley Winstead book, "Midnight Is the Darkest Hour." We're both clearly fans after reading "In My Dreams I Hold a Knife." I know that you've read her other one too, right? Her other thriller. Yeah, I haven't read the that Last one Housewife. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to eventually getting this one and reading this one as well. Mm-hmm. And then a couple books that I read earlier this year have new books coming in their series. So my cowboy romance era, the fifth book by Elsie Silver, Hopeless, comes out next month. And it's the last cowboy book in the series. It's the last brother. So I'm excited about that. And then my favorite two books that I read this year, the sports book, the one was hockey. The one was basketball. Her baseball one, Caught Up by Liz Tomford, comes out next month as well. And it's okay. it's like a single dad vibe, and he finds a young nanny, and obviously they fall in love. Obviously, spoiler alert. <laughs> <I'm> sure, <laughs> I am mean, I would assume so. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very I'm very much excited that because they're these are two of two indie romance authors that I'm really really like, and their styles of writing are really good. So I'm excited. Yeah,
0: I definitely remember us talking about it on previous episodes, and you really mm-hmm. liked the other ones in these series. Yeah. So, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm also looking forward to <laughs> Britney Spears' memoir, The Woman in Me. Yeah. And not only is this going to be a momentous occasion in my life, Britney just posted an Instagram of herself dancing with knives in our oh, no. spooky season. <laughs> it's Girl, you got to go to Instagram and check that out because it is, it's something to behold. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very excited. I don't know what, what lies in store for us with this who memoir. Knows? Who knows? And I'm excited to find out. Mm-hmm. My whole childhood is just coming to a culmination with this book. Anyway, <laughs> um, book news. I have something little. Okay. Nothing too crazy. So... You know how they have Stuff Your Kindle Days? Yes. And it's mostly romance books. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like horror readers and thriller readers are kind of disappointed with yeah. the selection mm-hmm. because it is mostly romance books. So they're doing A Spook Your Kindle Day. Oh. And it's going to be on October 31st and they've already started compiling the list of authors and books that are going to be participating the website is spookyourkindle.com and so they already have a list of what's going to be free on that day and obviously it's over a month away so there's going to be a lot of stuff yeah. on there. but it's really cool because you really don't see many horror books Mm-mm. on the stuff your kindle day so i'm really excited about that and i mean it's on halloween it's <laughs> I'm going to be loading it up. Yeah,
1: you just... are. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll That's be adding good. to
0: my never-ending TBR. It's fine. It's
1: yes, fine. absolutely.
0: Do you have any book news or should we move to our watches and pop culture?
1: I don't believe I have any book news.
0: I don't think anything crazy was going no. on this past month. No, not really. All right, so kick us off with some TV, movies. What are you watching?
1: I know there's a lot. Uh, Well, I'll start first with listening. So there are two podcasts that I listened to this month that I wanted to highlight. Um, first is Crime Junkie did an episode on the Gilgo Beach Killer, which was great that he finally got caught. So, mm-hmm. and I remember we had Billy Jensen and I forget the woman who he was doing oh, a podcast with. Did a whole they they start had started a, a a series show and they did their first one about. Him, the Google Beach Killer. Was it? was he called in The Long Island Serial Killer? Yeah, right? the
0: Long Island Serial Killer.
1: Yeah. So I remember reading about it or listening to the whole podcast about it. So when he got caught this year, I was like, yes. So mm-hmm. I, it was just kind of like re-listening to – they kind of like rehashed a little bit because Crime Junkie had also done an episode on it prior. It's one of those popular ones that a lot of true crime podcasts – it's one that's going to be constantly covered – And now more so, now that that he was actually caught. so But they talked about how he got caught and everything. So if you're interested in true crime, that one was definitely... I liked her. It was a good episode. That one was good. And then armchair expert Jake Johnson Returns was so good. Because I've also been like binging New Girl, (laughs) rewatching New Mm -hmm. Girl. And I love Jake Johnson in general. So... And he just started a new podcast with like his best friend. And it's basically... A podcast that gives bad advice. It basically they basically say it's like your uncle giving you advice. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, that's that's funny. Yeah, and the first episode ironically had to do with this girl and her Dungeons and Dragons game. So I made Eric listen to it because I'm like, it's like our oh like, my oh, my worlds gosh. are colliding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I love it, good? Johnson. It was so good. Yeah, I listened. I I think I'm pretty sure the podcast is called We're Here to Help, and so I, I'm following it now. So I'll, I'll get. I'll listen to it when I can, but it was good. I liked it. Do you have any podcasts you want to talk about while we're on Uh, the topic? one.
0: I haven't listened to too many this month, but I did listen to Armchair Experts episode with Jonathan Van Ness.
1: Oh, that just came out, right?
0: This week? Yeah, it was just posted. It is a very, very intense episode. I saw. It's very upsetting. I have to say it changed my opinion of Dax a little bit. Okay. Um, I think it was, it's just, it's a lot to listen to. It was not what Jonathan Van Ness expected going on to the show. They were there to promote their podcast and their work, and it turned into something completely different, left him in tears. It was, it was just, you know, I'm not going to go into my, views on what they discussed but they did discuss trans rights yeah and there was just a lot of ignorance and a lot of like playing devil's advocate which wasn't necessary and yeah it was just it was not a great episode for dax at God, all yeah all right so what about tv i know we're still watching big brother
1: yes which this season is one of my favorites in a long time i feel like Like, the past couple seasons have just been, they've just been predictable, Mm -hmm. and the people that they cast end up always being shitty, and there's always unnecessary drama, but this season, I feel, is just good. It's...
0: Um, but are you saying that the people cast are not Oh, no, no. No, no, they still are.
1: But... I, trust me no the- you need to rein in your son yeah i'm actually a little surprised with how he acts considering who his mom is but yeah um this season's really good so i agree i'm really enjoying it i highly recommend and i made you watch it love island season eight mm-hmm. so good so good i've been it's a juicy one watching season seven i'm not really into it as much so i've only been watching it here and there but I am, like, backtracking through all the seasons because I do want to watch them all. But season seven is just, like, okay. So, but season eight was so good. And we had said, out of all of them, two couples are still together. One broke up but got back together. And I feel mm-hmm. like so the track record for this one is already better than the last couple ones we watched. Because season and... nine, like, I think everyone broke up already. There's, like, one one couple still together.
0: Yeah. And there's also a person on season season eight who's going to be on the new season of Traders which yes. we will definitely be talking about when it I comes know. out I can't wait so you gotta watch her mm-hmm. on love Island to get the
1: background oh my god I know <laughs> and she's great I love her on the show so uh, entertaining I watched love is blind after the altar mm-hmm. ask me what happened though and I don't I couldn't tell you I don't remember it wasn't memorable. Um-
0: I'll remind <laughs> you because they were trying
1: really hard to make it dramatic, yeah, but it, it just wasn't. I think it's it was literally. Anything.
0: <laughs> it was literally just a story of like how the couples that are still together are really, really happy and doing really well, and how everyone else is just messy, but no one cares. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, and then we started Love Is Blind season five. The first, what was it? Four episodes came out, and yeah. We've talked about it. This season actually feels more produced than other seasons, mm-hmm. and I've even seen articles about it, actually. Like, we had a conversation about it, and then the next day on, I saw someone else talking about how this one definitely seems more produced, and I think it's because they don't – It they didn't seem to have as many couples get engaged as they normally do, mm-hmm. and I think the success rate of these couples that do end up getting engaged are not great. <laughs> so I <laughs> – I think that they're, like, producing it more, especially with the episodes to come. You can tell by the previews that they're mm -hmm. bringing back people. And it's definitely, they're trying to create drama because there's not going to be enough. Yes. I think But You also
0: have to, you have to think about the fact that Deep D and Natalie just did that interview where they talked about how they quit their corporate jobs making six figures. Natalie makes over $600,000. As an influencer, she makes even more than that. She said she makes three times what she made at her corporate job That's being insane. an influencer. So the fact is, the show isn't what it was in the first seasons. Obviously, there's always going to be people going on reality TV for clout. Like that's always going to happen. There's always going to be people going on just to get Instagram followers and whatever. But when they find out that they're making 600k, guess what? I'm going on that show and I'm getting
1: engaged too. That's actual insanity. But you have to wonder too how what the longevity of being an influencer really is. Yeah, because I think eventually this is going to die out too. Yeah, like.
0: I would go back to my corporate job, like she was making an amazing living at her corporate job. Mm -hmm. So it's not like she went from nothing to making all of this money. But she does say that like it, they took a risk by quitting their jobs. But at the end of the day, I mean, how easy is it going to be to go back? That's, that's up to them and their job search. But I agree with you. It's, it's not about longevity, especially
1: when there's always a new influencer to take their place. Yep. You know what I mean? I know. And speaking of influencers, I also watched the entire season of Selling the O.C. season two. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. What did you think? It was good. So I don't remember much about the first season because that was during my newborn stage. And so I just had it on as background. So I don't really remember mm-hmm. much of it. But this season, I thought, was really good. <laughs> really good. But again, like these... People are just so mean to each other, and so catty. They are and so it's... messy. <sighs> I know. Kayla is the
0: messiest. Oh, I know. Person on reality TV. Like, tell me you're trying to be a reality star on Bravo without telling me. Mm-hmm. She's just. I know. Yes. <laughs> it's so good, and it's so.
1: It's definitely different vibes than. Oh, it's selling so... sunset. Oh, it's. I feel like Selling the O.C. is more, not provocative, but it's definitely more kind of, like, scandalous vibes. Yeah. Whereas, well, I
0: feel like that's also what you get, having a co-ed cast.
1: Yeah. Because then with what's selling, what's selling Sunset, it's more the cattiness and just, like, the bitchiness of female friendships. Which which Selling the O.C. has that, too. But then you have the interwoven male relationships and mm-hmm. and and everything. So it's... It's good. I like it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I thought the new season was too short. I was like, I need more background information.
1: I I said to you, I was like, I watched it all in one day. I didn't even realize I watched it all in one day, to be honest. When it was like, oh, you're on the last episode. I was like, what? (laughs) It was only like
0: eight 35 or 40 Mm -hmm. minute episodes. Yeah. I was like, I need so much more background. And then all of this stuff would happen and they'd be talking about an event that happened like off camera. And I'm like, why didn't we see this? That's what's different about this show compared to a lot of other shows on Netflix is that they're only filmed for such a short window Mm -hmm. of time. So you're not getting like all of their arguments and all of their fights. You're just kind of like piecing it together when they have them staged. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I need more. I need more background. I need more juiciness.
1: I know. And then then when you watched like Selling Sunset the last season, they had a promo for like what's to come, and I'm like, where is it? I'm I want it now. Give it to me. Yeah, if, if you, you already, already filmed it, it, just, bring
0: let's it go. <laughs> just bring it out. Just bring it out.
1: The last thing that I've been watching is I've been rewatching Once Upon a Time, and mm-hmm. I just started season four today, so I'm actually kind of flying through it to be honest, because they're like twentieth <laughs> no surprise. Because this was pre. Netflix days were Netflix series, so there's there is like twenty, twenty-one episodes to a season. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm already watched over sixty episodes in the matter of three weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm now rewatching. I'm on season four. I love okay. the show. I and it's actually fun rewatching it because I don't I didn't remember a few things.
0: Yeah, because a lot happens in that oh, show. Oh, I know.
1: I know. And then it and then it goes off the rails. Like, I remember I didn't, I think after this season, I stopped enjoying it as much. Mm. So, but yeah, so I've been rewatching that. I finally watched
0: Beef on Netflix. Oh, how was that? It's not what I expected from the trailer. It escalates very quickly. It's really good. Me and Eric watched it together. We really enjoyed it. I saw I was nominated for a bunch of awards. I was like, I I have to finally watch this. Mm -hmm. Performances were great. And then it just gets like absolutely crazy. And I looked at Eric and I was like, is this the same show? Like <laughs> it's going off the rails. But in a good way. Yeah, I do want to watch um, that. It, it is definitely good. Um, I watched The Murdaugh Murders Season 2. Oh, I can't
1: wait to watch that too.
0: So they have the Season 2 after basically explaining So Season 1 was about all of the sketchy things that had already happened to the family. They didn't really talk about the trial with Alec Murdaugh and what was going on at Mm -hmm. the time. So this dives a little bit more into that night where his wife and son were killed. And it still doesn't give that much information. Obviously, I'm not going to give anything away. You have to watch it. But I am not fully convinced. Ooh. All right. I am convinced that he is guilty. But I'm not convinced that only he is guilty. Oh, okay. Cool. And then last TV show I watched, there's only been one episode so far as we're recording this, but the new season of American Horror Story, Delicate, Oh. which I haven't watched the past couple seasons because that show also went off the rails Oh my God, for me. I know. <laughs> um, but this is the one with Kim Kardashian in it. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I'm not uh, necessarily a Kardashian fan. Like, I I don't watch their show or anything. But from the first episode, it seems really good. She seems really good in it. Emma Roberts seems really good in it. It seems like it's going to be a good episode. I mean, I'm not having too much faith because you know how quickly that show can just Mm -hmm. get absolutely buck wild. Yes. But I'm going to watch it. And it's, it's about something that we talked about last month about um like egg retrievals oh and emma roberts is trying to have a baby okay and yeah so that's kind of the premise of it
1: i'll probably let you watch it and then you can decide if i should watch it or not yeah don't have i'm gonna say no yeah because i I don't have like it's it's not high on my radar but if you say it's good i'll eventually watch it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll have to watch the whole
0: season before I can determine. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, the only movie that I watched this month is You're So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah on Netflix, which oh. is the Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> and it's Adam Sandler, his wife, and both of his daughters mm-hmm. are in the movie together. The movie is super cute. Plus, I just love Adam Sandler. It's so cute that his whole family's in it. It's a very cute
1: movie. I heard heard people really liked it because he did it with his family. So I I do want to watch that. Plus, I just
0: love Adam Sandler.
1: He's so funny. I know. I love him.
0: All right. So I think that's all for TV movies podcasts. Yeah. Um, We have our little catch-up corner, which is we both watched Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is Mm -hmm. on Prime. If you haven't listened to our episode on it, go back and listen. But read the book first, obviously, because our episode is based on the book. But anywho, so we watched it. What did you think, Heather?
1: I liked it. It was good. They definitely changed a lot, which we've talked about this all the time. It's That's just what they do. But I thought the casting for Alex and Henry were literally spot on for both of them. Mm-hmm. They were both so good. So I, I liked their relationship and, and their chemistry in the movie, which is like the most important the most important part of the book in general. So all the other supporting characters that they kind of change and everything like that, it's, it is what it is. But I, but I think they really stay true to Alex and Henry.
0: Yeah. I think especially because for like the first half of the movie, they have no chemistry whatsoever, in my opinion. Yeah. Because... Henry is so standoffish and like stiff and awkward. Mm-hmm. But then as they start to warm to each other, mm-hmm. and Alex is so not goofy. Well, he is goofy, but he just thinks before he, he speaks before he thinks. Yeah. And he just, he just is who he is in the book. Obviously, I thought it was super, super cheesy. Oh, yeah. So was the book. Yeah. <laughs> but. There were definitely certain moments, like when they're dancing in the museum mm-hmm. and the music's playing. I was like, okay, this is this is really cute. So I think it's a good portrayal of queer romance, which yes. we're trying to see more of. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah, they did change a lot from the book, more than I
1: thought that they would. Yeah, like, like like the random stuff. Yeah, like the mom mom and dad were like, yeah, the mom and dad were like still together. We're in the book. they are divorced. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: it was was a few weird things. And then
1: the celebration
0: party when spoiler alert, she won the election Mm -hmm. was like this boring little party. I was like, where's the champagne? Where's the screaming? Where's the fireworks? Anyway, not important. But I thought it was good. And the actor who plays Alex hmm Is damn good looking. I I've also, never seen him
1: before. I think the other great portrayal of the character from book to movie was the woman who played Zara. She was so, yeah. literally I felt like I was I felt like I was she was literally the perfect choice for yeah. that and the way that the lines that she had. She had a mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell line, that was funny. I was like, Okay, yeah. I love this. Like she was good. She I really liked mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. Uma yeah. Thurman I, I with her good. country acts, with her Texan accent, not my favorite, but <laughs> A weird choice, right? (laughs) Like
0: we didn't we didn't have to go Mm with Uma Thurman. Yeah. But But no, I think that it was it was
1: good. It was a a decent portrayal of the book. Yeah.
0: Okay. So
1: book question. Yes. Do
0: you want to go first? No,
1: you go first.
0: Okay. In lieu of it being October, I don't have a book question. I have a movie question. What is your favorite? Halloween movie to rewatch during spooky season.
1: Hocus Pocus, of course. Of course. Obviously. Come on. There's so many that I
0: love. And there's so many that are not actual Halloween movies, but you just have to watch them around Halloween, like Practical Magic, The Craft, Mm -hmm. all those types. But I would also say Hocus Pocus. There's something about it. That just gives all the best vibes. It's got 1600 Salem. It's got witches. It's got Bette Midler. It's got costumes and candy and zombies and superstitions. A cat. And a talking cat who turns into a very cute boy. <laughs> also, maybe in an unpopular opinion, but I really did like the sequel that came out. I also enjoyed it the happened. sequel. Because <laughs> I hosted. I
1: mm-hmm. hosted. And our friend Steph made a really cool Hocus Pocus theme charcuterie board. Mm -hmm. which was really nice. Which is amazing. So another movie that I watch every year that I only just started watching recently because I am not a horror movie person. I don't like Mm -hmm. being scared. Mm -hmm. And so I don't really ever watch them. But I do really like Halloween. Oh, Halloween is so good. I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen any other ones. But I do rewatch that one every year. No, I'm not kidding. There's
0: like... 30 Halloween I've movies. I've only
1: seen the first one with Jamie Lee. You've like, never seen the, the, one the with original with Tyra Jamie Banks?
0: Lee. No. No. The one with Tyra Banks is, is something to <laughs> behold. As you can imagine. Because it's a horror movie with Tyra Banks. <laughs> and Rob Zombie's Halloween is questionable. That one is a little too... Little too raw for my tastes.
1: But. but then it was. But then I went through like a phase years ago where I was like really into like Eli Roth movies. So I watched like Hostel. Okay, I could do like the gore, but I couldn't do jump scares or being okay. scared. I don't like being scared. Okay, I will never I, forget. It yeah. had Liv Tyler in it, and she's like in The Strangers. Oh yeah, raw. I saw that in the movie theaters with my friends. I literally on my way home called my sister who's 10 years younger than me and I'm like I need you just to open the front door and stand there until I come inside because I I was literally that scared. I was like a stranger is going to be in a mask is going to be around the corner if of my you house.
0: Don't like horror movies. Never watch a home invasion movie. I know. <laughs> terrifying. Home invasion yeah. is one of the scariest. Also paranormal activity those are terrifying mm-hmm. to me. Anything with possession. Yeah. So my, my sister
1: had to be like 10 or 11. And I'm just like, I need you to please stand there <laughs> at the door and, and just make sure wait I for me to get to the door. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying to watch more like classic movies. Like I've never seen any of the Friday the 13th movies.
0: Okay. Those are a couple jump scares, but mostly gore. You
1: know, but I love like Halloween Town, you know, Casper. Yeah. Catch me watching Casper's those every year. <laughs> but catch me watching those every year catch me getting spooky with Casper hey. <laughs> that's my kind of ghost movie oh my god <laughs> meanwhile I'm like
0: have you watched all 15 Halloween movies because no. I'm just going to sit down one Saturday and watch as many in a row as I can
1: well we do love Scream Scream is also a classic yes I will also watch Scream every year in Halloween too because that's also yeah. a good one
0: All right. Well, so we agree that Hocus Pocus is the all time best Halloween movie that came out in July, but is now a cult classic Halloween movie. Yeah. Okay. So
1: do you have a real book question? Actually, I'm going to. Yes. Yes, I do. But I'm going to, I'm going to stay on the spooky vibes. Okay. And I'm going to ask you if you could live in a supernatural world in a book meaning vampires werewolves witches yada 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 what kind of supernatural world would you want to live in i mean it's too easy
0: because you know i'm living with the witches (laughs) i i'm living in like a sabrina the teenage witch Mm. no let no let's be honest i'm living in the craft yeah you are let's be
1: real (laughs) i would be living in sabrina the teenage witch
0: I was thinking, what's the uh, the new Sabrina? Yeah,
1: Chilling it's Adventures. It's much darker. Yeah, that, yeah. You would live in that one, and I would live in the Melissa Joan Hart one. <laughs> of, I yeah. would definitely do that
0: or something like Wednesday oh. vibes. Oh, absolutely. Like in the Academy with the monsters mm-hmm. and a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Listen, I really loved Vampire Diaries. I really loved Twilight. I'm a vampire girl. Vampires I liked True Blood for a minute moments. when that was out. You know what I mean? So, I liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, I think I would live yeah. in the va- I think I live in the vamp world. Okay. Mhm.
0: Wow. In the twilight world. What a
1: what a time to be alive. When it first came out, yes. Now, probably <laughs> <It's> not. But <laughs> was agreed. I definitely a a twihard when that shit came out originally? Who wasn't? Show me one person that did not guilty pleasure read those books and love every second of it and then realize how terrible it was. we should totally reread twilight and do an episode on that because (laughs) okay i'm down but (laughs) we might have people coming
0: for us (laughs) oh my god i can't (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that's that's a rough one to revisit but i mean who knows maybe we're misremembering like we misremember divergent you never know oh my god i still can't believe that (laughs) yeah well what can we do? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we dive headfirst into spooky season?
1: No, but I'm so ready to dive headfirst into spooky season. We're ready. Be
0: be prepared for the sadness that's to come One spooky season. <laughs> Is
1: over. Not for Heather. Heather no, because then because then Christmas is there. And listen, I thrive in Halloween. But then Christmas, I am literally that meme where it's like October thirty first, you're Halloween, and then like November first, it's all Christmas. I'm like, yes, yeah. Thanksgiving, cool, it doesn't really exist
0: like in my the, world. But. The burr months mm-hmm. are the yeah. best months. Yeah, they really are. It's true. Okay, so stay tuned till January when we're sad again. Anyway, that's all we have for you this month. If you like what you heard, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and rate and review the podcast on whatever platform. If you have any book recommendations, questions for us, you can email us at fullybookedcalfpod at gmail.com. Also go on and follow us on socials to see our upcoming reads. We're on Instagram and TikTok at fullybookedcafpod. Thanks for checking us out. And remember...
1: If you need us, we're fully booked. (laughs) Bye.